Hey, this is Kurt Isles. Welcome to the Creek Bank Podcast. I'm glad that you joined us today. I'm sitting on the porch at the old house in Dry Creek, Louisiana. I'm going to be sharing a story with you today. Before we get to the evening holler, I want to remind you, you can find out more about our stories, our books at creekbank.net, as well as YouTube, Spotify, other areas that you can find out about our books. Just Google Kurt Isles or Creek Bank Stories. Today, I'll be sharing with you from my first book, Stories from the Creek Bank. And it's a story that's a favorite of readers and one of my favorite stories, too. It's called The Eden Holler. I've added a brand new ending to it. I'm excited about sharing with you today. When I grew up, my great-grandmother was still alive and lived at this house here. And she would tell stories about how it was back in the late 1800s. Now, people that settled the Piney Woods part of Louisiana here, they didn't live next door to each other. They had homesteads, usually 80 to 120 acres. And they were spread out because of that. They had to find ways to look after each other. And here's what they did. In adjoining homesteads, the man of the house would go out in the afternoon. My great-grandmother, her name was Theodosia Wagnon Isles. How do I like that name, Theodosia? She said her daddy would go out in the porch just about dusk, and he would give his holler. And as I remember, this is how she described his holler. It was a barred owl call. I love that owl. It's eight notes song. We in the South always says, he's saying, who cooks for you? Who cooks for you all? And my great grandmother said her dad would holler that out and then just stand and listen. Now, sound travels so far when it's quiet. And in the Piney Woods here, it was quiet. It's still quiet today. And what would happen, the man at the next homestead, who'd be out on his porch in his yard, he would yell back with his only his own version of what came to be known as the even holler. And he would yell back. And what this meant, neighbor to neighbor, is we're okay, you're okay. Now, I asked my grandmother, my great-grandmother, what happened if you didn't get a reply, if his dad, her dad didn't get a reply? She said, well, he'd holler a few more times and wait, and if he didn't get a reply, he'd saddle his horse up and ride over to check on the neighbor's well-being. The evening hollered would continue down along the creeks where the different homesteads were, and it was what I call an early version of neighborhood watch. It was the way that country people looked after each other here in this desolate pioneer part of Louisiana known as the no-man's land. As I wrote this story and as I tell it today, it's sad that we're not as close to our neighbors as people once were. We don't depend on our neighbors as people in the past did. It kind of makes me sad to think that the even holler is gone, but it's not. Here's what I've seen in my community I grew up in. There'd be a house fire and people would come from everywhere to help out, bringing food, clothing, give them a place to stay, helping rebuild a house. Everybody pitching in in the Dry Creek version of the evening holler. 
I've always seen this when there's a death. We country people have such a respect for the dead and for their families. And when there's a death in a family, once again, everyone pitches in, bringing food, taking care of each other. It's just their way of doing things. Now, as I was thinking about the end of the evening holler, that made it different. I thought about the story of Eleanor Andrews. Now, Eleanor Andrews was my fifth grade teacher. She lived in Dry Creek by herself, and she taught two generations of Dry Creek students. Eleanor Andrews, in her older life, she was what we call, and this is not a derogatory term, she is a widow woman. There's another term that was used for people like Miss Eleanor who were unable to get out. They were called shut-ins. And once again, that's not a bad term. That's just a term about someone who is a widow with no family living close by. And a shut-in, they cannot get out and go out to get things they need and go about. Eleanor Andrews had this fear of ending up in the nursing home. In Dry Creek community, I've always called it a conspiracy of kindness. Dry Creek community, informally, I don't think anybody ever sat down with the committee and said, we're going to take care of Miss Elder and keep her out of the nursing home. But people started bringing her food. At the camp where I worked, we'd bring her food every day. Others came in and cleaned her house, got brought groceries to her, mowed her yard, kept her garden and flowers looking good. She loved her yard. And basically, anything Eldner Andrews needed, Dry Creek Community took care of. And I guess that's an evening holler in a modern version. Now, Miss Eldner spent just the last bit of her life in the hospital. She never made it to the nursing home because there was conspiracy of kindness and love in this place I love, Dry Creek. So I sit, as I sit on this porch today, this creek and rocking chair, listen to the sounds, I think about the story of the Edna Holler, and here's what I believe. There's still a lot of good in people, and all of us need to be looking around on any way we can help our neighbors and those around us. I'm so glad you joined us today on the Creek Bank. We'll be back soon with other stories. In the meantime, we'll leave the screen door and latch for you.